Well, hello and welcome to another edition of the B8 Sales Kettle Cowboys Killing Hour with your host and moderator, me, Grandpa Bill. Welcome, one and all. We are here daily. Some of you via invite, ubiquitous audience, one and all. Thank you for being here. Continue paying it forward. We do grow exponentially with your help by doing so. Please like my YouTube channel, subscribe, thumbs up. The three podcast shows we do here. Each and every day, we appreciate your support. It allows us to, <clears throat> to remain subscription price, non-subscription here at the show. Today we'll be here for about thirty minutes or so, and we want to revisit the topic that I've talked about archivally over the last five years, several times over the last. <laughs> Thirteen years or so, a lot more when I was still in business to do so. About dentistry overall, this will accompany my YouTube channel where I'll talk specifically about Trina Felber, CEO Primal Life Organics, guest on my show years ago, my long-standing business relationship with her, now totally retired, but still utilize her products to include her. Oral dental care. So at the YouTube channel, it'll encompass much of what we'll probably do here <clears throat> in regards to the history of dentistry. And in the moment when we take a ten-second break before we do, I often talk about having come along a little bit later in my own parents' lives. So. My own paternal and maternal grandparents and so forth were already quite elderly because of that fact. So my point on that is, is I often refer to what they did in their generations that would have been like the late 1800s, early 1900s, for all kinds of things: medicine, foods. Toxicity, all the things we talk about at the Holistic Healing Hour, one of my three podcast shows. So when we come back, I'm going to talk about the history of dentistry, most assuredly based on even the Wild Wild West and how my heritage, your heritage, wherever your chronology is. What did they do when there weren't any dentists per se, or apps, or what have you, as far as Receiving treatment for dentistry. So that's the main topic of today's show.、And、we'll be right back in ten seconds. We'll be here for about thirty minutes. Thanks for joining us. Okay, welcome back, and thanks for doing so. And before I get started with the history of dentistry, the last segment of the show, I'm going to revisit something else I've been doing archivally. Here is talking about the great Christmas Carol novel by Charles Dickens, Mister Scrooge, the character, specifically Mister Magoo. <laughs> And I'm going to expand upon that, continuing today 
a little bit talking about Mr. Magoo then and now, and that's kind of where we left off archivally. Please do check out the archival shows if you haven't had a chance to do so. Today, when I get there, it'll be about dentistry. Mr. Magoo, modern day. <laughs> In the character of Scrooge, still based on the Christmas Carol, based on the archival shows that I've done, put into a magnetic memory method technique, which I'll also revisit in the last part of the show. And today it's going to be Edgar Allan Poe <laughs> with Mr. Scrooge being played by Mr. Magoo. <laughs> In the case of modern day and past history, dentistry, Al Edgar Allan Poe having a conversation with Mr. Magoo as Scrooge as a dentist about opium and the opium treatment for dentistry, perhaps outlined in this history that I'm about to do. Thanks for your patience. That comes in the second half of the show. So let's get to the history, and thanks. For your ever indulgence on patience. So the history of dentistry, American dentistry. The history of American dentistry, dentistry can be traced back to the early colonial period, and at that time, dentistry was practiced by barbers and surgeons. There were no formal dental schools or training programs. To my aforementioned point in earlier in the opening of today's show, and dentists often learned their skills through apprenticeships. In the early 1800s, dentistry began to emerge as a separate profession. The first dental school in the United States was founded in Baltimore, Maryland, in 1840. By the late 1800s, dentistry had become a highly regulated profession, with most states requiring dentists to actually have a license to practice during, you know, those time frames. <clears throat> Now I want to talk about cowboys in the Wild Wild West in dental care. So cowboys lived through a tough life, and their teeth often suffered as a result. They were exposed to the elements. And their diet was often high in sugar and carbohydrates. This led to a high rate of tooth decay and gum disease. Cowboys had a number of ways of coping with dental problems. Some cowboys used natural remedies, such as chewing on twigs or leaves of specific plants. Others used homemade toothpastes made from ingredients such as baking soda and salt. Some cowboys were also fortunate enough to have access to the burgeoning dentistry, depending on where they were and how wild, wild west it was, and you know where they were metropolis-wise, if you will. However, dentists were often scarce again in the wild west, and cowboys often had to travel long distances to see one. So, some specific dental problems that cowboys faced, and some of the ways that they coped with them, include the following: for tooth decay, which was indeed a major problem for cowboys due to their diet and exposure to the elements. Again, they often chose remedies to treat tooth decay: twigs, 
plants, the toothpaste with those said ingredients for gum disease, which was also a major problem. They often treated gum disease with natural remedies, such as rinsing their mouths with salt water or chewing on willow bark. And then for abscess teeth. Which were serious problems for cowboys, as they could lead to infection and even death in those days. Cowboys often treated abscess teeth by just yanking them out themselves, probably with no sedation other than maybe a bottle of whiskey or something like that. So they did so by using a variety of methods, such as tying a string around the tooth and pulling it out, or using a pair of pliers to extract the tooth. Under that premise, the history of American dentistry certainly is fascinating, and it was a story of innovation, progress, and the desire to provide people with the best possible dental care out of necessity. <laughs> as you know, dentistry emerged as an industry, so cowboys indeed played an important role in the history of American dentistry, and their experiences helped to shape the way. That dental care is provided today. Many of the techniques that you just heard—you remember when you were a kid, you pull your teeth out so the tooth fairy would come. You know when it was all wobbly or whatever, put on a doorknob, or depending on where you grew up, hey Kenny, punch me right in the face, <laughs> gladly. Depending on where you grew up, I grew up a kid a little bit. Days of old, rock your teeth out, pull your teeth out. Or in my case, which we've talked about a long time, case in point, which is where all of this ties into, is my own dental history. So let's take that ten-second break. We'll come back. We'll have some fun with Mr. Magoo and Edgar Allan Poe, Mr. Magoo as Scrooge in modern day, continuing with my mnemonics of recent note in celebration and in appreciation of the Christmas season. <laughs> And the Great Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, which I've referenced many times in business and in life, just much like Jacob Molly and all the years as I did and year-end shows in business and in life, I always used that poem, that novel, that those references at year-end, and it all has to do with Mr. Scrooge being blind. Remember my own macular hole situation with chronology, my dental situation. <laughs> So today is the continuing saga of that, and oh yes, lo and behold, I'm working on Mr. Scrooge, Mr. Magoo addressing hearing issues for we old cronies. That will be coming up in upcoming episodes. All right, deep calming breath, which we talk about at workouts for geriatrics, my nutrition shows, and all of the shows I do each and every day. Let's take that 10-second break, and we'll come back kind of with Mr. Magoo meets Edgar Allan Poe under the guise of dentistry. Okay, welcome back. Thanks for being patient. And here we go.、Can、segue in a little bit here, continuing with a deep calming breath. We should wrap this up in ten to fifteen minutes. So, as I say, I've been talking about Mr. Magoo in the character of Scrooge, in appreciation of the Charles Dickens Christmas Carol, in appreciation of the. Season itself, in appreciation of the year end around the corner, <laughs> tying into my main 
mentor moments in business and life, like Jason Mara. <laughs> Now retire for me when I talk about those. We'll have my business shows a little bit later. So thanks for being patient, and let's see if we can take a deep breath and envision. Because I also talked about doing this holographically. Which ties into my meditation, which goes into heart-brain connection, which I've also tied in archivally with Mr. Magoo finding heart-brain connection and coherence based on his intercourse and exchange, verbal intercourse and exchange with Bob Cratchit in the office in modern day. Scrooge now being the CEO and entrepreneur in those scenarios. Okay, so here are some more examples of how I actually am using the magnetic memory method that I had the great pleasure to initiate back in oh around January of this year after I met Dr. Anthony Matibia online. I still haven't had the pleasure of shaking his hand or seeing him in person. Maybe someday we'll see if I live long enough, or if he doesn't disown me because of the liberty I take with his techniques. I tease a little bit. Doctor Anthony's fine. He's been on my show twice. He's coming up next year. Embraced around his book about Frank Bruno. Okay, so mem magnetic memory methods. This is all based on what I do with these three podcast shows for basically 11 months now that we're in the confines of and counting. Of this calendar year, so ways to envision Ebenezer Scrooge, but Mr. Magoo in the character of in modern day, 21st century, if you will. Now flashing forward with, I guess it would be the ghost of Edgar Allan Poe, the ghost. Christmas past and future, based on the Christmas Carol. Okay, all of this is wrapped around my appreciation and love for history as well. Thus was the statistics about dentistry, Wild Wild West, in the first show. Now I'm going to try to do Scrooge with Mr. Magoo. <laughs> Talking about dentistry, with Mr. Magoo now being a dentist, talking to Edgar Allan Poe specifically, kind of about opium, and that's kind of a play on when it was legal and in Edgar Allan Poe's addiction, but how it was a treatment for dentistry. Thanks for staying with me. I'm actually seeing my holograms as I do this, and I kind of encompass it around that. So sometimes it can get a little tricky. So Edgar Allan Poe, actually speaking verbatim, in my holographic view of in a modern-day dentistry and/or ghost of Christmas past on the. Theme of the Christmas Carol, whichever way you want to interpret it as both. 
the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future. <laughs> About dentistry. Okay, Edgar Allan Poe, actually saying to Mr. Magoo, "You're the best dentist in town. I don't know how you do it." Ebenezer Scrooge, Mr. Magoo as, and I can't replicate the voice. There was a time I could, in all due respect to the great Jim Backus. So I just kind of do a gruff Ebenezer Scrooge. I qualify for that as a grumpy old man.、But、Ebenezer Scrooge, retorting, "It's all in the technique, Edgar, and a little bit of opium." Edgar Allan Poe, opium? Ebenezer Scrooge, "Yes, opium. It's a wonderful pain reliever, and it helps me focus." Edgar Allan Poe, "I see. Well, it seems to be working." I'll be here all week. Grandma Bill, a little sense of humor, hopefully. Ebenezer Scrooge. Well, of course it is. I'm a dentist. I know what I'm doing. And if I had one to do so, like a drill, <laughs> Ebenezer's warming up, coming at him, coming at、uh, Edgar Allan Poe in the chair, if you will, as in the dentist chair. Okay, now a little bit flash forward, and the procedure's actually. Done, and here's Ebenezer Scrooge <laughs> with Magoo as it character. All done. Now gargle with the salt water, and you'll be good as new. Edgar Allan Poe. Thank you, Mr. Magoo. You're a lifesaver. Ebenezer Scrooge. Mr. Magoo as. Don't mention it. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a mnemonic device to learn. Edgar Allan Poe. A mnemonic device. Ebenezer Scrooge. Yes, it's a way to remember things easily. I'm using it to learn the names of all the teeth in the human mouth. Edgar Allan Poe. That sounds interesting. Can you tell me more about it? Ebenezer Scrooge. Mr. Magoo asks. Well, of course. It's called the magnetic memory method. It was developed by Dr. Anthony Mattia. The basic idea is to associate each tooth. With a visual image, for example, I associate the incisors with incisors. Maybe like incisors chewing on an apple, or scissors, Edward Scissorhands cutting through an apple, because they're both sharp. <coughs> Edgar Allan Poe. That makes sense. Ebenezer Scrooge. Mr. Magoo asks, "What's quite effective? I've already learned the names of the front teeth." Grandpa Bill, interjecting in real life, I'm working on that. I'll get back to you on the actual names of the front teeth from memory. Continuing here in the character of this Scrooge event meets Poe. After Poe says that's impressive, Ebenezer Scrooge. Thank you. Now, if you'll excuse me, I must get back to my studies. And the sound of Mr. Magoo, Magoo closing the door. <coughs> I don't have sound effects, <laughs> and that's my best impression of closing the door. Edgar Allan Poe to himself now in the chair, getting ready to depart the office, what have you? Hmm. Opium. In the magnetic memory method, what a curious combination! 
This seems to be working for Mr. Magoo. Perhaps I should give it a try. Edgar Allan Poe kind of chuckled. <laughs> right in your own. I don't know. Jokingly, maybe he had already indulged. Got addicted to it. Alcoholism. Grandpa Bill interjecting. These all tie into the things that have happened in yours truly, right? In every single case, opium not so much, paragoric, which we'll get back to, when that was also legal. Okay, continuing, segueing out about this mnemonic for today. And so, Edgar Allan Poe began to use opium and the magnetic memory method to learn. He quickly became one of the most knowledgeable people in the world. He wrote poems, stories, and essays on a wide variety of topics. He even became a dentist himself, fictitiously in my version of, in this saga, of this story. Edgar Allan Poe to his patients as a dentist. Ah, yes, the magnetic memory method is a wonderful way to remember the names of all the teeth in the human mouth. Now let's get started on your dental work, Edgar Allan Poe. Now, as a dentist, learning the magnetic memory method to learn the teeth that it was introduced to by Scrooge, played by Mr. Magoo, in my continuing saga of the Christmas Carol, Grandpa Bill's crazy extension of. Okay, waning out names of the teeth. This is for my benefit on a magnetic memory method. And when I come back, real quick, because I also have been talking about magnetic memory methods in the language learning myself, self-teaching Mandarin, and using Mr. Magoo along the way in the last couple of exercises. So maybe some of the verbiage between Mr. Magoo and Poe in Mandarin in the closing segment in 10 seconds. Here, I want to close out way to remember incisors, which is. Part of the names of the teeth. Imagine a pair of sharp incisors cutting through a juicy apple. The canines. Imagine a fierce wolf with a sharp canine's beard. The premolars. Imagine a premolar tooth grinding up a piece of popcorn. The molars. Imagine a group of molars working together to crush a hard piece of candy. I relate in my own case, going back and forth when I could do all of the above at different intervals. Did do all of the above, and now reflect back on. Let's take that 10-second break, and we'll come back and close out on where I'd like to go next with this continuing saga. We'll be right back, and thanks for joining us. We'll close this out in less than five minutes. When we come back to do so, take a deep. Coming breath. Hey everybody, and welcome back. And thanks for ingratiating me, incorporating this into a self-taught lesson today, based on the memory technique. And I'm going to do the sign-off. In Mandarin with Mr. Magoo and Edgar Allan Poe. Here we go, Mr. Magoo. Okay, Edgar, that's for this ep. That's it for this episode. See you next time. Edgar Allan Poe re retorting. Okay, Mr. Magoo. Goodbye. 
Mr. Magoo. Bye-bye, and may God bless everyone. Edgar Allan Poe's quote, Forevermore, in Mandarin. I hope you enjoyed this. So here is the Mandarin phrase for bye-bye. May God bless everyone with tonal inflection. Be be yuan, shang di beo, deja. The first tone is high and level. The second tone is rising. The third tone is falling, and then rising. And the fourth tone is falling. The breakdown of the phrase with tonal markings: be be, first tone be, second tone be, third tone yuan. First tone, then on the second tone, Shangdi. Third tone, then the fourth tone, Beiyu, Daji. First tone. <laughs> I hope this was helpful to myself. Bye bye for now, and may God bless. Join us for the next episode. We'll see you again tomorrow. Make it a safe and productive day. Continue paying it forward. Peace, everybody. Thank、you